So welcome back to this podcast. Um, so episode six, the end, part two. Now you're wondering, why am I talking about the end? The end of all things. Because there's hope in that. Because we know who wins at the end of the book. Yes, I read the end of the book. The end of the Bible says that God wins. And so I'm talking about it because it gives us hope. Now, if you're not a Christian, it might not give you hope. But if you are a Christian, this is a good thing. And so there are going to be some really cool things at the end. Not the whole destruction of heaven and earth, and then we'll get a new heaven and new earth. But there are really some cool things that we're going to see. And uh, the last episode, we talked about um, this whole idea of the spiritual kingdom coming and that God is the Alpha and Omega in the beginning at the end, and he'll give us water that we'll never be thirsty again, inherit all these cool stuff. Well, this one is about the new Jerusalem and the bride of the Lamb. Now, it gets exciting here because we're talking about angels and plagues and mountains and jewels and all kinds of foundations and the lamb and a marriage. Now, if you ever read the Bible, the Bible begins with God speaking everything into existence and having Adam and Eve. And then from that point on until now or until the end comes, it's always been about a bride and a groom, which is really interesting. The whole Bible is based off this idea of a bride and a groom. So the groom would be obviously God and the bride would be his church or the people of his church. And so we're going to talk about that. So stay tuned for the bride. So this is uh, just a tiny little segment saying that, um, you know, people do give comments. And so there was one all the way back in June 4th, 2021 that someone said, and you'll hear that next. Hello, podcast. Saul from Missouri. Hello, Mr. Hello, Frankie. This is uh, Saul from Missouri. Hi, honey. So again, we're talking about the end. And so this is, uh, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 21, verse 9. That's the big fat number 21 and the little number 9. So one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of seven last plagues, came and said to me, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. So seven is a perfect number in the Bible. If you want, if you read through the Bible, six is an imperfect number and seven is a perfect number. It's not divisible by anything. And it's a fulfillment of man, which the only time to fulfill man is to have the spirit of God in him. And then he's fulfilled. Anyway, so seven is a really important number. So seven angels, seven bowls, seven last plagues. And so John here is being shown a vision and he was being shown the bride, the wife of the lamb. So who is the bride of Christ? Katie? Us. Wow, very good. So the bride of Christ is the church and the church is the people. And so collectively, the whole group of people uh, are in a wedding ceremony. Now, this has nothing to do with gender or sex. This has everything to do with a spiritual idea that the wife is the church and the husband is Jesus. And so we are collectively married to Jesus. I know that sounds weird. That sounds really weird. It does sound really weird because we're thinking human things and it's not a human idea. It's a spiritual idea. But anyway, so John is going to be showed who the lamb 
and who is the lamb and who is the bride. So obviously the lamb is Jesus. Very good, Katie. Yes. So uh, verse 10, and he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. So here's John being whisked away to see a spiritual mountain coming down, and it's going to be the new Jerusalem. Now, we understand Jerusalem as a physical place here on earth, which uh, the Jews started, and then it was destroyed in AD 77 uh, by the Romans, and it's completely destroyed except one wall. What's that wall that's the only thing standing? The Wailing Wall, and that's where the Jews go to pray. Um, look that up on YouTube. It's really cool, the Wailing Wall. But that was the only thing left. And uh, in history, we know that there was a war there, that the bloods were running so far in the street that it was feet. You know, I mean, they destroyed a lot of people and a lot of things. So we're not talking about that Jerusalem. We're not talking about the physical Jerusalem. We're talking about the spiritual Jerusalem, which is the church. So we are a spiritual Jew. Interesting, huh? So. Um, Does that mean we have to celebrate Hanukkah? Well, we can celebrate Hanukkah. I think, I think that would be fun too. Eight days. Eight days of light. But here is uh, John being whisked away and coming down of heaven from God. And then it's going to describe this spiritual Jerusalem that nothing you've ever seen or heard of. And it's really cool because he's trying to tell you spiritual things in a physical form. It, it, it's very hard to describe spiritual things in a physical form. And so here's John trying to see his vision. And try to tell us something spiritual in a physical form. So we're going to see what all these things are. And also, I just want to tell you a good shout out to Katie Sawicki's class. They're cool. I hear all kinds of cool stories. So keep being cool and uh, help Katie with her teaching. Yeah. They asked you to do a podcast about you. They want to know okay. more about Okay. Well, you. maybe at the end of here, you'll know more about me. Welcome back, and we're going to talk about some of these really cool things that John's trying to describe. And I think it's cool because we can get a picture of what it looks like, but not really is, if that makes sense. So here we go. So the new heaven is going to be like this. It's shown with glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel. So like that. So ask Katie what like that or as uh, means, okay? Or like this. So when they say like this, it's just not this fancy saying, oh, like and like and like. But, have, but what is like and as, Katie? No, have my students comment. Oh, yes. Comment what is like and as when you use it in the. What is it called? It's yes. literary. Uh, yes. So like that. It's not a precious jewel, but it looks like a precious jewel. Like Jasper. There's a like again. Clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates. Now, 12 is a really cool number in the Bible. If you look through the Bible, 12 was a good number, 12 apostles, uh, 12 tribes of Israel. Actually, there's 13 and there's 13 apostles, but we can go back to that sometime. But 12 is a really good number, 7 and 12. Okay, so he uses all these numbers in here. So it had high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. So there's 12 gates and protecting those gates are angels. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. 
So if you look back in the Old Testament, there were 12 tribes of Israel. There was 13, actually, because one got split, but we're not talking about that right now. Um, and then there were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. So four times three children. Twelve! Yay! Good job. So there were gates, and these gates were really, really high. They're really beautiful. They had shimmer and shine. They were like nothing you can ever see or imagine. And then he says in verse 14, the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And there was for the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So they're not obviously like dead and holding up heaven, uh, but they had the, uh, authority and the authority had the foundations. And whose authority were they under? It was God's authority. Jesus. Very good, Katie. So this new heaven and new Jerusalem is going to be awesome, going to be this this marriage ceremony. I mean, if you've ever been to a marriage ceremony, I think they're beautiful. Called a wedding. Yes, it's called a wedding. Okay. But uh, let me talk about my wedding. It was really awesome. Um, first of all, we took pictures beforehand, which was really great because then we didn't have to wait forever. Um, and the really cool thing is when Katie came down the stairs, I was just like bawling my eyes out. Of course, I'm a crybaby, if you really want to know. Um, but I'm a hopeless romantic, too. And also, she said, don't cry during the wedding ceremony. Yeah, you weren't allowed to cry because my mascara was going to run. Because if you cry, I cry, and it's not going to happen. My pictures cannot have black streaks down my face. Well, just so you know, we had an hour ceremony. There was worship music in the, and in the middle. Cried, and I cried. And right in the middle, she's like, stop crying. But anyway. I'm fussing at him, yeah. Yeah. So I'll never forget my wedding day. That was awesome. And also, we had so many um, meatballs oh afterwards. Gosh. Everybody made meatballs. So next time you have a wedding, or when you do have a wedding. Uh, Hopefully the only time you that's right. Make sure you get it catered. Because yes. when we told people, hey, just bring something to share. Everybody we had like meatballs. 12, what do you call those things? Crock pot. Crock pot full of meatballs. We had meatballs like two weeks after no, our wedding. Oh, even longer than that. Yeah. Just... Our advice, get it catered, spend the extra money, and you have someone else make the food for you. Not that I didn't love meatballs, but anyway. But uh, our wedding was beautiful. It was it was very romantic, and I loved it. I don't know about Katie. But... It was all right. <gasps> so we are going to be married 23 years coming up in oh, December 19th. Soon. Oh, my God. December 19th is our anniversary. Happy anniversary, Frankie oh, and Katie. So... Just think of that. I, I think of my wedding when I'm talking about Jesus coming back, that it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be like cry worthy. That time you better cry of tears of joy, not of fear. And um, it's just going to be awesome. The bride and the groom coming together spiritually forever. I think that'd be cool. Awesome. Yes. So uh, the next segment uh, if you stick around, we'll be, Katie wants me to do 10 things that. No, my students want oh, you to do. 10 Katie things. wants. Me, I want you to. Me to do 10 things that. About yourself. About myself. And shout out to Katie's class. Yes. So stay tuned for 10 things about Frankie. All right, it's the big reveal. Ten things 
you didn't know about Frankie. So here we go. So number one, I'm a junior. That's right. My dad's name was Frank Thomas Sawicki. Then I was born. Then he became a senior and I became a junior. And not many people know that because I don't want them calling me junior. Uh, Actually, my nickname is longer than my real name. My real name is Frank. And everybody called me Frankie because my dad was Frank and I was junior. And they were not going to call me junior. So help me. I actually got in an argument in school, in middle school with somebody and punched them because they called me junior. Anyway, I don't want to punch you, so don't call me junior. Anyway, <laughs> so I am a junior, Frank Thomas Swicky Jr. Um, and I'm proud of that. I, I love my dad. Um, so it was really cool. But the bad thing is I never put junior on anything. So I went to college and I tried to get Pell Grants, like federal government help to go to college. And they thought I was dead. Because before I went to college, my dad died. And I had to go to Washington, D.C. and prove that I was actually alive and he was a senior and I was a junior. But anyway. So, uh, number two, my favorite sandwich. This is uh, pre, uh, before my operation. I don't know if I can have it now. But uh, my favorite sandwich before my operation was, drum roll please, peanut butter, mayonnaise, cheese, and banana on wheat bread. Let me just tell you about that. It's all your food groups in one sandwich. It's all your calories for the day. And it's portable. Don't forget the wheat bread because I liked it on wheat bread. So let me say that again so you can make it at home and try it out. Try Frankie's sandwich. Okay, here we go. Peanut butter, mayonnaise, cheese, and banana on wheat bread. Don't forget the wheat bread. Number three. Um, I had this really cool minister who... Uh, knew a friend and he came over, played guitar with him. And I sat on the floor and listened to him. And then he left. Well, years later, I figured out who that person was. And I met Johnny Cash without knowing that I met Johnny Cash. But anyway, the man in black, look him up. He has some awesome music. Uh, number four, uh, I was born. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't born, you wouldn't be hearing me. But anyway, I was born in Delaware. Dover, Delaware, to be specific. Um, and I was a big baby. And my brother tried to ship me away. Oh, yeah. When I was born, uh, I came home and he put me in a box with stamps. And he literally put me on the porch. And my mom and dad found me and opened the box. But my, my brother didn't really like that I was born. He likes me now. But at that time, I kind of stole his thunder. He was the only one there. We're five years apart. So a five-year-old trying to mail the baby, that was pretty good. Uh, number five, um, I had this, the first movie I ever watched in the movie theaters was E.T., which stands for extraterrestrial. E.T. had this long neck and he went, E.T., 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 you know, phone home. And I was really obsessed with it. So I had this whole collection of E.T. memorabilia. I don't know if it's going to be worth anything one day, but anyway, I have it all the way from a kite to underwear, uh, to little figurines. No, not used underwear. No, no. Uh, the cool thing about my dad is he bought two of everything. So one I could use and the other one I stored away. And I have all the stored stuff away. So I love E.T. Uh, number six, my jobs. Yes, I said the S on the end of jobs. I have many jobs. My first priority of, of being a, a job is being a minister here at Grace Community Church. Uh, second job is uh, I'm the IT or the big nerd on campus or the computer repair guy at Canaan Memorial High School or Canaan Schools. 
Um, really cool job. I love being a nerd. Uh, let's see. My third job is computer repair. I do that on the side. My business is called Laser Dye Updaters. If you ever want to hire me, it's not that much an hour. Anyway, um, and then my fourth job is obviously being a husband and a dad, um, which is a really cool job. And actually, I love all my jobs. I wouldn't actually have my jobs if I didn't love them. Um, so they're really not a burden or a job. Uh, maybe some aspects of it, but I love my jobs. So here we go. Uh, number seven. Uh, I had a comic book collection and a CD collection. CD collection. Yeah, you probably don't know what CDs are. But anyway, I had a comic book collection that was worth a lot of money. And so before I asked my wife for her hand in marriage, I sold all those, not regretting that, but I sold all those to buy the ring. It was really cool how we did the ring. Um, I asked her dad, and then we went to an antique store, and she picked it out. Yes, baby. Instead of me surprising her, and she didn't like it forever. Anyway, she still has the ring, so that's good. And she's still married to me, so that's good. Number eight, I am my own uncle. Yes, I write Christmas cards to myself <laughs> from Frankie to Frankie. Love your uncle. Anyway, uh, let me explain. Um, so my brother, uh, in my time of need, adopted me. So my brother is my dad. And if my brother is my dad, then I am my own uncle. Yeah, try to figure that one out. Talk about it in class with Katie. And then number nine, um, I played in the sewers. In uh, eighth and ninth grade, um, I literally went to the drain tubes in Smyrna, Delaware and played like I was a Ninja Turtle. Okay. I do like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I was trying to pretend that I was one. And my friend and I played in the sewers. Okay. So there you go. And the 10th one, but not least, Katie and I uh, were dating. Well, no, we, weren't. we weren't dating. Actually, she hated me the first time she got to college and then she liked me and then we were friends and then she secretly loved me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> and so uh, I invited her on our first date. Can you guess? I'm going to pause here. Just guess. Just think. What would Frankie have as the first date? WWFD. What would Frankie do on a first date? I took her to a funeral. Isn't that great? So romantic time. Take your girlfriend or your boyfriend to a funeral. There you go. go. There's the top 10 things that you didn't know about Frankie, but now you know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Stay tuned. We're going to give you a whole description of the new heaven in Jerusalem. And then we'll end this. And I'll see you on the next episode. Come back. One more segment. (laughs) Bye-bye. This is a dramatic reading of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 15 through 27. This is describing the New Jerusalem. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He was measured the city with a rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and high as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurements, and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, and the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, and eighth beryl the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jasmine, and the twelfth amethyst. 
The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each gate made a single pearl. The great street of city was gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives its light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thanks for joining this podcast. I'll see you next time on part three, The End. Goodbye.